Hello, I'm Jason Reinken, and welcome to the GrassTech Podcast, brought to you by AgriSearch, AFPI, and CAFRI. We are bringing you the latest information, insights, and opinion to improve grazing management on your farm. This week, we are joined by Kat Houston from AFPI to discuss the latest information from the GrassTech Plots and Farms, Noel Lavery and Robert Patterson from CAFRI, Jeffrey Malcolmson, a GrassTech dairy farmer who farms near Newry, and Trevor Somerville, a GrassTech beef farmer who farms near Dungallon. After a late and rather high peak, grass growth has been declining considerably in recent weeks. Has this trend continued? Hi, Jason. Yes, it's been another unusual year, um, although that does seem to be becoming the norm, um, more than the grass growth curve that we're familiar with. That delayed spring, it did mean grass was slow to get going, but then it kicked off with enthusiasm and it gave us that very high peak growth rate of 110 kilograms dry matter per hectare per day, which we recorded on the grass chip plots in June but then growth has been mostly downhill for the past month now. Um, we've seen this on both the plots and on the grass check farms. Um, certainly growth rates have fallen furthest and fastest in the east. We've got farm growth averaging just 21 kilograms and counted down at the moment. Uh, the latest three-week average is 36 kilograms on the grass check plots, um, but in the west, uh, in Tyrone and County Fermanagh, we have highest grass growth rates on farms sitting around 60 to 64 kilograms. Um, and actually, these counties have not seen growth fall much below 60 since the springtime. So I think conditions have been slightly more consistent in terms of grass availability in the West. But all of these figures are sitting below the long-term average that we'd expect to be seeing in late July. And we should be getting growth rates of around 70 kilograms at this moment in time if we ha- we're having a, a normal season. Kat, what growth are you forecasting for the coming two weeks? Okay, um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but we are expecting that downward trend in growth rates to continue. There's no real rainfall in the forecast for Northern Ireland, certainly for the next 10 days, um, and that's really the problem. So currently the grass check model is predicting 7 and 14 day growth rates of 36 and 28 kilograms. Of course, these forecasts are based on three-week average growth figures, and they're generated for conditions at Hillsborough. So as we're seeing reflected in the farm data, conditions in the West are likely to be slightly kinder, um, but the one-week average figures from farms in the East are likely to fall below this, as they were this week, given the current conditions. What has grass quality been doing in recent weeks? Uh, so unsurprisingly, we've seen dry matters climbing in the past couple of weeks. Um, the grass check plots this Monday had an average dry matter of just over 23%. And actually some of the plots at Hillsborough were coming in at 28.5% dry matter. Crew protein's been sitting about average in 17.4% this week. So that should be largely sort of sufficient in terms of protein in the grass. But despite the sunshine that we're getting, the sugar levels have stayed in the low teens. They're slightly below the long-term average figures. And that's probably an indication of the moisture stress having an impact on photosynthesis and on grass quality. As we're past the peak growth period, we would expect grass to become a little bit semier um, and quality in terms of ME falls slightly. Figures at the moment are sitting between 11 and 11 and a half, very slightly below the sort of 20 year average data we've got from the grass check plots at this point in the season. 
In total, how much grass was produced in the plots and farms so far this year compared to the seasonal average? So the seasonal average would be 8.1 tonne of dry matter per hectare yield by now. Um, And that's with recording starting on the 1st of March each year. 2021, we did start recording later because we just didn't really have any growth to measure uh, at the beginning of March. So far, we've recorded yields from grass check farms, sort of as county averages ranging from 5.9 and County Down to 7 tonne in County Fermanagh. Um, And from grass check plots, we've recorded just 6.5 tonnes so far. So we're lagging 1.6 tonne behind that seasonal average figure. Jeffrey, you farm in one of the drier parts of the province. How has this grazing season gone for you? Yes, Jason, I'm farming between Newry and Banbridge, up at the northern side of the Carlingford Basin, as they would call it. Um, so we're normally sheltered from quite a lot of rain. Um, but this time of year, uh, we're milking about 120 Pedigree Holsteins, grazing full-time March to October, most years, and mostly autumn calving. So I'm starting to dry off the first batches mid-July at the minute. We're Farms sort of mixed between a bit of heavy ground and a lot of lighter ground over the top of rock as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. This season's been extremely slow to start. Um, with April growth averaging about 28 kilograms of dry matter per hectare per day compared to nearly 40 this time last or in April last year. Um, so cows were out a wee bit later, maybe the first week of March, um, and they weren't out at night until nearly the first week of April. Normally we'd be grazing the platform and taking bales off surplus, but we've not made no surplus bales this year at all. It's just a bit of a different start to the year. Um, having experienced this severe drought in 2018, what lessons did you learn from that which helped you mitigate the impacts of the recent dry weather? Taking advantage of the early grazing season is probably the biggest advantage we can do here. We're normally fortunate to get out quite early. Um, in early March, the key seems to be getting swords established early, keeping on top of covers. And so you have an established sword there to persist through some of the drier weather when it comes and you're not, you know, your forage not too mature and doesn't dry out too quickly. Also, if you can keep the, on top of lower covers during a drought, it seems to be easier than trying to run into higher covers during a drought period. We've adjusted calvin patterns slightly more. We're autumn calvin with some spring, but we're tightening right back to autumn. So at least the demand for grass this time of year is slightly less. So I'm drying off mostly July and August. So we're down to a lot less demand on the grazing platform so it can spread out and sort of meet demand with growth. Uh, Robert, what sort of mitigation measures should dairy farmers be taking to address the current situation? Yeah, well, for those farmers who are experiencing a soil moisture deficit, it's very important to try and hold the average farm cover above that 2,100 kilos of dry matter per hectare uh, and certainly try uh, and at, at least hold it above the 2,000. When the rain does come as inevitably it will it'll put the the grazing platform in a much better place to kick on and and go again rather than have all those covers taken down i suppose the the two big things here are trying to to match the grass demand with the grass supply to, to hold those that average farm cover potentially one way to increase supply at this stage is to try and pull in some of the silage covers that could be grazed whether these are third cut covers and if it is possible to walk cows to these and, and strip graze them, it's a good option uh, than, than uh, going to the expense of, of feeding out additional silage and making additional silage. It's not really advisable to, to sow fertiliser at this stage. You're, you're not going to get any growth response from it um, and that should be delayed until rain is forecast. 
and then again to to decrease your demand obviously you're going to need to to increase your your supplement feeding there with fodder silage um, and potentially concentrate the the balance of which might be determined by the the stage of lactation or the your calving pattern and then potentially there's excess stock there that could be removed uh, from the herd potentially stock that were earmarked to go in a few months time that could be brought forward uh, and again for autumn calving herds potentially dry some cows off early however this won't have just an, as big an effect as as calling or removing excess stock as these cows are still going to be need to be fed to maintenance increase the rotation length um, to try and hold those covers as well and, and use strip wires to make sure that you know accurately how much of the, the grass the herd is consuming on a daily basis and then again Try and avoid topping and pre-mowing if, if soil moisture is an issue uh, as this is only going to re- reduce uh, regrowth uh, further. And then make sure cows are well fed. Uh, cows will be under a certain amount of heat stress um, and a lot of these effects will be invisible. Um, so it's important to keep cows well fed, make sure there's plenty of water and shade as well if possible. Jeffrey, what's the grazing situation on your farm currently? Currently, growth well at the weekend. Growth measurements were coming back at almost 30 kilos of dry matter per hectare per day. At the minute, anything that's been grazed off this last week or 10 days is sitting below 20 of a growth rate. Farm average cover is struggling to stay over 2,000 at the minute. I'd say we've only five or six, maybe a week, week of grazing over 2,500. And after that, we're really going to struggle for grass. Cows are being buffered in late second cut silage, trying to slow rotation down. Already have pulled in third cut ground for grazing to try and widen the platform. And we actually had to house cows from a week at the at night in early July to try and allow grass to catch up. So we have been catching our tail this last few weeks. And as Robert was saying about fertilizer, we fertilizer still sitting on the ground from three weeks ago when we were forecast a bit of rain, never really came. Pickles still sitting on top of the ground. But residuals are no problem at all can get cows to graze down to 1,600 easily. So that's one benefit. And how are cows performing currently, given all the changes you've had to make? To be fair, cows, well, because we are autumn calving, they're well through lactation now. Even some of the fresh ones are actually still milking reasonably well. I suppose their dry matter intake is still relatively good um, because dry matter is so good. Cows are currently averaging 23 litres of just less than three kilos a meal. Butterfat's holding better this year than it was last year. Um, proteins are good. Currently, cows are about 265 days in milk on average, so we're drying off maybe 10 a week at the minute. At least we're at that stage of lactation where it's taking less, less hits on the milk check. So looking forward, obviously your options are relatively limited, but what key actions do you think you will be taking over the next two weeks with regard to, to grass management and just eking it out as best you can? And over the next two weeks, well, I'll be drying... As I say, cows off every week now. Um, I'll get them to out farms out of the road to take the demand off the grazing platform. And there's a couple more fields that heifers are grazing. A wee bit further off the side of the platform, I can walk cows too. But if this heat sticks up, the water supply is not great. So we'll have to wait until cooler days to go to those. I'll possibly end up not housing cows at night, but putting them in a paddock close to the yard and feeding silage in the house to cut down on demand as well with the hope that rain will come in the next fortnight. And then hopefully when rain does come, we can and demand and our demand supply sort of level off. Reseeding might be back on the agenda for later in the year. Trevor, uh, turning to you now, you farm in County Tyrone. How has the grazing season gone for you? 
No, it just uh, it's been challenging enough, same as everybody, I suppose. They, um, early on in the season, it was cold and dry, so there wasn't a lot of grass about, but you were getting grazed out what was there, so it was handy enough. And then it actually got very wet here late April, and then ground conditions got quite bad, and utilisation wasn't just as good. And then fertiliser was delayed and stuff, and then it we had sort of tiddled on, there was a bit of a burst then late, May, early June, but then the quality declined. It got hard to you were trying to any surpluses was take out was more to try and improve the quality of the regrowth sort of thing. And that coincided with the first wee spell of dryish weather, which it was it left it a wee bit behind for a wee while. Then we got an hour we boost there and it was going well there and we got rain last Monday and sort of variation we have the same if there's light ground and it's struggling at the minute as you'd expect and heavy grounds flying so it's just again overall I suppose it hasn't been too bad it's just been up and down and it's more of a challenge to keep the keep everything right as such at the minute growth rates is in this depending again on the type of ground it could be anything from 30 to 60 or 65 there this week um the is what well, I had a nice field after grass with clover and all in it, but unfortunately it's disappearing and it's with the minute. But uh, there's not much we can do about it. What's what's the grazing situation on your on your farm currently? Kind of growth versus demand, and and, and your average farm cover. Have you been able to keep that that up relatively well? Ah, uh, this week now it's a wee bit lower. It's, well, it's sitting around 2300 there, but as I say earlier on the year, there's not be as much to do with the management as it was the wire sort of thing for it coincided with a lot of time that are done a bit of pre-mo on top and bailing and stuff and then that would have held the regrowth down and then uh, it has climbed up there so was, if you time if you manage to get the fertilizer out when the rain come then it was a good boost sort of thing and then if you happen to miss that there was a few fields maybe we we're quite fragmented and then there was a few fields maybe didn't get the same response you'd hoped for sort of thing and um, Overall, we're not looking too bad at the minute. There's one block of ground that'll be drier now. It would be under pressure at the minute. To make, there's quite a lot of big cattle on it. I might have to pull some off it and uh, to, uh, the next 10 days. Um, but uh, there's no point in taking them off now because the grass is disappearing. So we'll have to, it was a, a field that was left for 30 days or so before it was grazed. It was quality, it was quite good, but it's just going the wrong road now. So I'll graze it off and then probably have to pull a batch pull some of them out then to keep the keep everything close and try and keep it in around that 24, 25 days sort of thing at the minute. Noel, what sort of mitigation measures should beef and sheep farmers be taking to address the current situation? Well, Jason, a lot of what Robert has already covered uh, for dairy farmers would equally apply uh, for beef and sheep farmers. Uh, what I would say, first of all, would be you need to have an accurate assessment of grass availability. So, Therefore, regularly measuring the grazing platform is the first step to assess grass supply relative to demand and also then to be able to respond quickly to reducing growth rates. And with restricted growth rates for several weeks now, uh, certainly grass supply issues have become widespread and as we know, particularly more so in in the east of the province. Uh, And also, as we know, there's little or no rainfall in the forecast, uh, certainly for at least the next week. Grassland management is all about maintaining the balance between supply and demand. So if supply is insufficient to meet demand, then you need to take steps to either increase supply or reduce the demand. 
And in terms of increasing supply, really what we're talking about there is bringing an, an additional area into the grazing rotation. This would most commonly be done by grazing an area which has been closed for a cut of silage. So this is going to take the pressure off the regular grazing area. But you know you need to bear in mind, or you need to factor in the effect that this may have then on your silage stocks for the winter period. So you know it, it's an effective way to get you through a short-term supply issue, and you may well have an opportunity then to bolster your forage stocks when the rain does come, uh, and obviously with you know with the rainfall, you know you're going to have growth rates picking up again. Uh, you might also want to consider spreading additional fertilizer uh, when you know, when the growth does pick up again to help you achieve, you know, a, a replenished um, forage stock. Another option in terms of increasing supply would be to harvest your second cut silage, uh, maybe even earlier than, than what you are planning on, because this is going to introduce that silage ground into the grazing rotation. Also, in the current conditions, the silage crop isn't going to be bulking up a great deal more anyway. In fact, it could also it could actually be starting to go backwards uh, at the moment in terms of yield and quality. Ian Robert has already mentioned, you know, there's no point in going out with the sower in the current dry conditions, as there would be limited response uh, from nitrogen fertilizer at present. You know, it's it's just you know the moisture isn't there for you know for for the nitrogen to be getting into the soil and and to be taken up by by the grass. Again, I'd I'd also hold off on topping at present. Yes, we know it, it's going to remove stemming material from the sward, but it's also going to it's also going to delay your regrowth, which certainly isn't something that you want to be doing in the current conditions. You could also consider holding off on any planned reseeds, um, perhaps to later on in the season. You know when conditions will will, will become more favourable, um, or maybe even until next year. If if the current dry condition if the current dry conditions persist, uh, so that's all about you know increasing your supply. In, in terms of reducing demand, uh, you also have several options here, uh, such as supplementary feed. Uh, you could you know either forage or concentrate. Supplementary feed, you could also maybe you know early weaning, particularly lambs, uh, to to prioritise quality grass to young stock. Uh, and also perhaps you know sell culls earlier than planned to reduce the number of mouths to feed. Again, another couple of points that Robert already covered, uh, and just to reiterate, uh, it's also very important to ensure that all livestock have an adequate supply of water. Uh, so you want to be checking water troughs daily to ensure that the system is is coping with demand. And also, where possible, you should prioritise fields or paddocks which of trees or tall hedges to, pr- to provide shelter in the current hot and dry conditions. Trevor, uh, looking forward, what will the next key actions you'll be taking as regards grassland management over the next week or two? Play a beer, keep an eye on things. Um, hopefully, maybe get out a bit of fertilizer, reduce demand if we need to reduce it. Um, but hopefully the quality and that, a lot of the work's been done. So hopefully I'm in for an easy enough couple of weeks if it's, if the higher comes a wee bit, just a, an odd shower. We never like too much rain, but an odd shower doesn't do any harm <laughs> this time of year sort of thing. So, um, hopefully it's not too bad. Try and keep their rotation length in around that 24, 25 days, watching keep the regrowth coming on and don't maybe make sure you don't make it any worse sort of thing. 
Robert, while dairy beef and lamb prices are relatively high, purchase fee costs are at record levels. Given the current drop in grass growth, what steps can farmers take to protect their profit margins? Yeah, as you've said, Jason, obviously feed prices are rising and a lot of those prices for the winter period are already locked in. Um, So potentially it could be a a fairly tight winter. At this stage, I suppose from the outset, you want to, to maximize your milk from forage. And hopefully at this stage, there are good full pits around the country of quality silage and and really driving performance from those pits of silage over the winter will be key. The dairy margin over concentrate tool can be found on the DERA online services in the CAFRI benchmarking option. It's a very simple tool and basically just calculates your herd margin after deducting the monthly feed cost from the monthly milk sales. It's a simple calculation, but it gives you a monthly uh, indication of your performance. And it also allows you to track trends and sort of plan for the future and let you see if feeding that concentrate is going to help your, your bottom line. I suppose other things as well, when the rain does come, it's important to get on top of the grass quality as soon as possible. And potentially looking forward, if we are going to be set for a tight winter uh, margin wise, uh, early spring grazing is going to be very key, depending on weather, obviously. But planning for that spring grazing and also extending the the grazing season this year starts now. We're going to have to start building covers in August uh, to increase that rotation through the back end and leave the leave the platform in a good wage uh, for the springtime and to build covers in, in, in August. We need good clean swords uh, to do that on. So the planning really starts now um, and, and taking steps now uh, will have a big effect in, through the winter and, and into next year. And Noel from the Beef and Sheep side. Yes, Jason. What I would say is, you know, try your best to meet nutritional needs from graze grass High quality swords should be targeted to priority groups, for example, lactating cows and ewes, uh, weaned lambs and cattle which are being finished off grass. A leader follower system can also be used in rotational grazing systems to ensure that priority stock, uh, for example, weaned lambs are being offered the highest quality grass with ewes then following to clean out paddocks. And This same approach can be used if suckler cows are split between spring and autumn calving and that dry cows which will be calving in the autumn can follow behind your spring calving cows which are currently lactating. If grass supplies are tight, supplement with forage, uh, for example silage bales in in ring feeders and again uh, your high quality forage should be targeted to, to those priority groups. Meal feeding would also be an option for some groups if grass supplies and and also forage stocks are low. Uh, For example, introducing meal earlier than planned to finishing cattle to get them away sooner or also introducing creep feed to lambs. Should farmers be taking steps now to assess their winter feed stocks? I'd say yes, absolutely. It's very important to plan now to to avoid any unfortunate eventualities come the winter time. As we've said previously, you know, a lot of farmers will be using up silage stocks at this stage of the summer when they wouldn't have planned to. And that's going to have an effect one way or the other. Pits inside for first and second cut can be cored now at this stage to get an accurate uh, determination of the quality within those pits. The size of the pit and the dry matter, you can have a good estimate on, on how much feed you have sitting there for the winter time. And then also looking at 
at what stock you have for the winter time, what stock could be offloaded, uh, what what are the priority stock, and and getting a good feel for that will will leave you in a good position to make some decisions now uh, when when decisions can be made whether that is to offload stock or or look now about sourcing some additional feed for the winter time. If they identify potential deficits in their winter feedstocks, what 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 would their options be to address it? Again, Jason, I would say it, it comes down to balancing supply with demand. So if you're looking at a deficit or even tight supply, then you'll need to either increase supply or reduce demand. In terms of increasing supply, you, know, you could perhaps spread additional fertilizer when weather conditions become favorable, maybe take an additional cut of silage off some of your ground. You might also have the opportunity of buying a standing crop of grass from a neighbour if, if that's available. Obviously, you can also buy in additional fodder. For example, you know there should be a first supply of hay available this year, given the good spell of weather that we've been having. And you know this could this could be used to overwinter overwinter dry cows, for example. In terms of reducing demand, as I mentioned earlier. You could sell culls earlier than planned, or you could maybe introduce meal feeding earlier than planned to get finishing cattle away that bit sooner. That's it for this episode of the Grass Tech Podcast. Just to let you know that Caffrey and Afby will be holding a special webinar on Tuesday the 27th of July at 8pm to discuss management strategies for dealing with the dry weather conditions. Further details can be found on the CAFRI website, as well as the CAFRI and GrassCheck social media channels. My thanks to Kat Houston from AFPI, Noel Lavery and Robert Patterson from CAFRI, and Jeffrey Malcolmson and Trevor Somerville for joining us today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Amazon Music. For more information, you can go to the GrassCheck website, www.agresearch.org slash grasscheck and the grasscheck social media channels i'm jason rankin and join us the next time for the grasscheck podcast until then stay safe